it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 11 of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, and I'm one of the coaches of the Indiana Wesleyan men's basketball team. Today, you're going to be taken inside a players-only meeting. After the team lost three in a row, some of the leaders had had enough and decided it was time to step up the accountability amongst the players. What's a player thinking as he heads into that meeting? And why is it so important to have an I am third culture in a moment like that? Trevor Harrell is going to come on in the first half. Then Kyle Mangus and Trevor Wade are going to come on in the second half, all giving insight into what happened behind closed doors. We're joined now by Trevor Harrell. And Trevor, we're in a really dicey part of the season. We're on a three-game losing streak. You guys are being coached hard. We're probably going to another level in terms of the intensity of practices. What was going through your mind as we're going through this three-game losing streak? Uh, with the last game, we felt like we should have won that game. We shouldn't have lost uh, that game at home. We felt like we could have beat that team. Um, and we felt like something needed to change. You know, we needed to bring more intensity to practice. We needed to bring more intensity to the game. And uh, we felt like something needed to change. So the, the coaches had obviously ramped things up, but you as a competitive kid who wanted to win, what do you remember about that time and and maybe the way the coaches were responding and, and how hard some of those practices were? Uh, I just remember like every little thing was was nitpicky with you guys. Like um, if we didn't have like the right pivot foot or like we didn't, you know, make the slightest change to what we were doing you know, we had to restart the drill or do it again. So, like, I, I felt like the attention to detail really rose to that in that time. But when we look back, it wasn't that that really turned things around. Later on, we found out about this players-only meeting that you guys had. We weren't even aware as a staff that you guys were doing it, but some of our seniors called it. What do you remember as a player walking into this players-only meeting, everybody's tension is high because of what's been happening in practice. We've lost three games in a row. How were you processing things going into that meeting? Uh, like I said before, we just thought that something needed to change, uh, whether it was decisions off the court or like our intens- intensity during practice or, or games or our focus. Uh, we, we just knew that something needed to change. Was there any fear going into that meeting, though? You, you don't know what the seniors are going to say. You don't know how guys are going to respond. We've been in players-only meetings where guys blow up on each other or fights break out. What was the what was the fear level in your mind as you went in? Mine was pretty high. Uh, I had never been in a players only meeting, never been in a situation like that, and I felt like I could have been caught out for so many different things, like not bringing energy to the bench or not bringing energy to practice or not, not making the point guards better. Um, so I was I was pretty fearful because like there was a lot of things that uh, I could be doing a lot better. So on one hand, we want to call each other out towards greatness, but on the other hand, we kind of don't want to be called out. Because it's hard to hear truth. What happened inside that meeting? Players were just very open and honest with each other. And it wasn't out of uh, anger or disappointment. It was out of love. And that's the biggest difference was they knew that these players had potential that wasn't being reached. And for us to be great, you know, we had to bring it every single day. And we felt that some some guys were just um, 
not bringing it. Um, they were just choosing when they brought it. And that, that was frustrating for a lot of players. And so, you know, a lot of discussions happened in that meeting that were really eye-opening for some players. And I think that we reaped the benefits. We, after that meeting, we only lost two games. And, like, we just we saw a complete turnaround in some, some guys. So what I hear you saying is guys were very honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Nobody was perfect. We were all playing a part of, of this losing streak. But maybe the other guys thought there were a couple guys that if they – came forward in some specific ways that would really help the team. Was there that level of honesty and authenticity in the meeting? Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't um, It wasn't out of spite. It wasn't out of, you know, frustration. But it was, like I said, it was out of love. Where, like, we know what you're capable of, and we want you to, to be that kind of player. That can be hard to hear. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about hunger, habits, humility. It takes a level of humility to receive truth. As you saw specific guys being called out, how did they respond? Initially, they were kind of like caught off guard because they thought they weren't doing anything wrong. They were just, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. And um, I felt like all three guys that were the main uh, people that were called out were just responded absolutely perfectly. They couldn't have, they couldn't have responded any better. Uh, we saw a complete change literally the next day, and like how they, you know, acted on the court and carry themselves off the court. And that's what I realized, that this team is something special. Like, that doesn't happen very often, and that doesn't happen at a lot of places. But this place is just so loving, and, like, the team here is so accountable for each other. And that's just something you can't say at many places. So what what would you say about that? You've been in other programs. Uh, We try to build things off of an I am third philosophy, and we're not perfect, but we're pursuing that. To be in that environment where guys really do love each other, they're competing for each other, What's it like inside a meeting like that? How is it different to be called out when you know someone really has your best interest in mind? You know, sometimes the truth hurts, and that's kind of cliche, but um, for the people to call you out and say, you're not doing this as much or enough, or, you know, you could be doing this a little differently, um, it's hard because you don't think that you're doing anything wrong. But like I said, those guys just took that and they took it in with love and they responded so so well what's a, what's amazing for me to hear like i said we didn't even know about this meeting and as coaches at times you can fool yourself thinking you're more impactful than you are but we've been talking about how we as, as coaches felt challenged to pass on leadership to some of the older guys so the coaches have been calling you guys out and really pushing you but it's when this the older guys came in and really brought forth the truth and the challenge that's when things turned and, and that's when things really resonated with specific guys. Why is this peer accountability and a player speaking that truth so powerful? It's one thing to be yelled at by a coach or one thing to be um, confronted by a coach. But for someone to come up to you and complete love and understanding that like you're not perfect, that just it's totally different. It's, it's a different perspective because that person loves you and like wants the best for you. And from a coach, it can be like, you, you have to do what I want to do. But for the player to do that, it's just, it's completely different. So powerful. And it was it was fun to watch. But you've just completed your first year in this program. And one of the things we say is you've been handed a heritage, but you will leave a legacy. When you think back in a year, two years, or three years on Jacob Johnson and Ben Carlson and the heritage they left you, what do you think you'll remember about those guys the most? I think their maturity level was just off the charts. They are only 21, 22 years old, but they acted like grown men. And 
not just in a maturity level, but like a spiritual level as well. Uh, they were always pursuing the word, pursuing God. And for me, like looking up to them every single day, like, and just them just living it out, not just like saying, oh yeah, I'm in the word, but like actually living it out every single day. That's, that's something that you could, you take with for the rest of your life. And that's part of the power of their leadership is you're seeing them day in and day out. And those guys aren't perfect. They don't claim to be perfect. No one in our program does, but they're pursuing something greater than themselves. And we just saw the level of respect that they had. It, it made their words be very impactful. And in the second half of this episode, we're going to hear one instance of this impact as we bring on Kyle Mangus and hear about him getting called out in this meeting. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're back talking about the players-only meeting with Kyle Mangus and Trevor Wade. Kyle, over the previous seven games, going into this meeting, you've been averaging 23 points. So you're playing at a high level, but the teams lost three in a row. We're struggling a little bit. What were your emotions going into this meeting? Yeah, so we had a rough stretch, um, a big losing streak, a tough week as a team, you know, just trying to figure things out. So... Uh, we decided to have a players-only meeting, and that was going to be led by our group of leaders, the seniors, and then Trevor and Micah. So going into it, I would say I, I felt nervous and a little uncertain. You know, I didn't I didn't really know what was all going to happen. I figured the leaders were going to call some guys out and call them to, to go to another level. And um, so, yeah, I, I honestly just kind of felt uncertain going into it. And Trevor Harrell in half one talked about how Several guys got called out and were, were called to a higher level. Trevor, take us inside as a group of leaders what you'd seen uh, from Kyle to this point and why you saw something more in him. Yeah, um, so there were definitely guys that we went into that meeting with the intention of calling out because of they had areas either in their game or off the court that weren't great. But for Kyle, we were really calling greatness out of him rather than calling him out for something that he wasn't doing right. Um, he was, you know, he's a freshman, he's young, so he just, and he's quiet. That's just his nature. Um, but we, we kind of just said, Kyle, we know you're a hard worker. We trust that you put in the work, um, and we want to follow you. So we, we kind of just put it out there and said, here's your opportunity for us to follow you. Please take it because we know that you'll lead us to great places. Ben Carlson's talked in previous episodes about being a senior, and having a freshman earn trust like Kyle had because of the way he had approached every day, Kyle, what was it like to be playing so well, but then to have the guys confront you and say, we see more in you than you're giving us right now? Um, 
you know, it was pretty eye-opening for me because it just uh, told me how much, you know, they cared about me rather than just, you know, scoring points or something like that. They really saw how I could help the team from a different level, and that meant a lot. Um, so I, I took it, and um, I felt like I responded pretty well and, um, yeah, helped the team out. When you look back at that point, whether it's now or in a year or two years, what impact do you think that had on you as a player and as a person? Um, definitely had a, had a lot of impact because uh, especially Ben and Jacob, they told me um, just like how I, I can inspire other people with me showing emotion. Like Trevor said, I'm a, I'm a pretty quiet guy and um, especially on the court, like I'm pretty steady. I don't, I don't show a lot of emotion, but they said when I do show emotion, it can really bring the team to another level, just raise everyone's game. So um, I really worked on that the second part of the season, and I think it helped our team a lot. Like I can remember a lot of big moments in games where I definitely tried to tried to show emotion and what what I was feeling, and I saw other guys, you know, then show emotion themselves. So I think it helped. And we'll see that play out in future episodes, specifically episode fourteen when we talk about a game against St. Francis. But Trevor, as as you guys left this meeting, what did you see from Kyle going forward? I honestly didn't know how he was going to respond. Um, I I hoped for the best. I was hoping that he would come out the next game um, and play with just ultimate emotion, and he did. We, we went into Bethel um, the next weekend, and going into Bethel is tough because they don't lose much at home. <laughs> um, but we came in there, and Kyle, I specifically, specifically remember him fist pumping after a three. <laughs> And it ignited our whole crowd, our whole bench. Um, and from then on out, I was—I just knew that we were going to win that game. And we ended up winning by, like, over 20 points. So that that game kind of set the tone for the rest of the season with what Kyle was going to bring to the table, not only from a skill standpoint, but off, also an emotion standpoint. And we're going to talk in more detail about that Bethel game with Coach Osborne in our next episode Trevor, you said in a prior episode, back on episode seven, if we're going to grow, we have to get out of our comfort zone and do things we haven't done before. Kyle, that was you in that moment. They were saying you have to do something you haven't done, which is show emotion. It's going to take some discomfort. How did that help you grow, though? Uh, it definitely helped me grow. And um, like I said before, like it was pretty uncomfortable in that meeting, kind of getting called out by the guys. But... I mean, what they said was true, and that definitely helped helped me grow not only as a as a player, but uh, I'll be able to use that, you know, throughout the rest of my life, building building relationships with other people. So, definitely thankful for that, and that just shows like uh, our team our team mentality. Like we want to hold each other accountable and see each other grow, push each other to the highest limit, um, make each other get outside of their of their comfort zone that is a great point we have a environment where guys want to call greatness out of each other why is this possible in an environment that is pursuing three as compared to one if you're in a on a team where there's a bunch of guys who are pursuing me yeah i think when you're pursuing the i am third mentality you're really focused on your teammates um it's easy it's easy to focus on yourself but when you focus on yourself it's often harder to seek motivation from others and when on this team, we really try to encourage each other over ourselves. So when we went into, into that meeting, I wasn't 
thinking about myself. Ben wasn't thinking about himself. A lot of us were just thinking about Kyle. Like, how can we make Kyle better? And I remember Ben saying, Kyle, you are the best player on this team, so lead like it. And that had to have been eye-opening for him. (laughs) Kyle, I'm sure you've had times, whether it's AAU team or a youth team, where you were with some guys who had more of a self-first focus. Mm -hmm. How would you answer that question? Why is a meeting like this so much more effective and powerful if it's a bunch of guys who are pursuing the I in third life? Um, yeah, it's it's definitely effective because it's different because like there's no coaches there. It's just players, so um, it just shows that yeah we we hold each other accountable and especially for us young guys like um, me and the other freshmen and even some of the sophomores I'm sure um, like it's good that that th- these guys are like leading us and um, something so, someone for us to look up to like hopefully in three or four years I'll be able to host a players only meeting like they did and turn a season around like like we did. Maybe not after a three-game losing yeah, streak. Hopefully no. not. On our next episode, first-year coach David Osborne shares about his journey through finance and high school coaching to Indiana Wesleyan. Then he takes you inside a huge win in locker room celebration that reversed the trend of the season. In that moment for each one of those guys, they had been through kind of the bottom point together as a team, and that tends to bring guys together. And you saw all of them setting aside any of their desires that they had. And it was really a group of guys living I am third in that moment. In the second half, Coach T is going to talk about dealing with frustration as a coach and driving results with love. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask IWOO Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWOOHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember... If you want to be first, first find a way to be third.